Right. And then Sean. Good afternoon. I'm John Paltrigio, Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development, and welcome to this week's recovery uh, weekly check-in. Uh, before we get started, we wanted to do a uh, public service announcement, as it, as it may be, uh, just to remind folks to turn on uh, their COVID uh, alert notice. Uh, and you do that by simply uh, going in your iPhone to the settings. Uh, I'm actually going to do it while we are watching. Should make for some great TV, some online. Exactly. Uh, but we're going to uh, just go to our settings, and then if you scroll down, you're just going to look for exposure notifications. And on exposure notifications, if you just search for uh, search in the United States for the District of Columbia, uh, all you have to do is click on agree, and it'll start uh, to uh, make your exposure notifications active. Uh, so we're just doing that as a public service announcement because we know we have a lot of residents and uh, people who work in the district watching this uh, and tuning in. And we want to make sure that everybody takes the opportunity uh, to turn on that uh, COVID alert notice. We've actually had uh, over 190,000 people do it already on devices throughout the district. Yes, oh wow is right. Uh, so we want to encourage folks to do that. Uh, and it uses Bluetooth technology uh, just to alert you uh, if you are in close contact with somebody uh, with COVID-19, and then we can get you uh, some guidance uh, individualized based on the information uh, that we ascertain through the notification. So we're just encouraging folks, if you have questions about it, you can go to coronavirus.dc.gov slash dc10can. And then also we wanted to uh, announce that DEMPED uh, is uh, doing an update to the uh, microgrant program that we had in uh, earlier this year in the spring. Uh, as you know, we received over 7,000 applications and provided award notification to 95% of applicants. Uh, through the notification process, we found uh, that for a number of reasons, uh, there were businesses who decided not to accept the funds. So with that, we were able to create a pool of $3.25 million in funding that will be dispersed as supplemental microgrants to legacy businesses, those with 20 years in the district. The award amounts are the same uh, all across small businesses and nonprofits at approximately $4,160 per organization. So if you're eligible, if you received a microgrant uh, from us this spring and you were uh, a legacy business, so you've been in the district for over 20 years, you're eligible and you'll be hearing from us uh, on our next steps. Uh, so today, we're going to hear from directors uh, Sabangali Cook and Sean Townsend uh, and a few members of the uh, community and business leaders who are uh, going to tell us a little bit about the third annual DMV Black uh, Restaurant Week. Uh, but before we do that, I want to turn it over to Sabangali uh, to tell us a little bit more, uh, one, about the legacy uh, grants uh, that will be going out as part of the microgrant program and really to close out the microgrant program. Uh, and then talk to us about some of the partnerships uh, that we have with our uh, friends in the food uh, and service industry. So with that, Sabang Lake Cook. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Deputy Mayor. Always an honor and a pleasure to be here uh, to share information and updates. As the Deputy Mayor mentioned, uh, with the remaining funds that we had through the microgrant, understanding that there were some, there were businesses who were awarded and said, hey, you know what? We would rather uh, not accept that award and allow those dollars to go to businesses that really needed more. Uh, we noticed that there were quite a few businesses that felt like they had pivoted and said, hey, you know what, let that go to someone else who might need it more. And so that's where this pot of money has come from. And so we're really excited to say, let's think about how else we deploy these dollars, the remaining dollars of this original microgrant fund from March. And, uh, and so we've decided that we would uh, acknowledge those businesses that have been here in the district that has helped us continue to build on this great community that we have and do a legacy fund uh, for businesses that have been here 20 years or more. These businesses have already been notified. We uh, began doing outreach and communication last week. But if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and give us a call. 
Uh, our email address, obviously, is here on the deck, uh, or you can feel free to email us at any time. Um, so we're always excited to, you know, really share some of the other things that we're doing. I think to the Deputy Mayor's next question, which is about the innovative partnerships, which is really in line with the theme for today, is um, innovating around food and opportunities in the food space. And so we've had a lot of different conversations with organizations, nonprofits, uh, and a lot of thought partners who have, had, who have had some great ideas. And today, you'll hear a little bit more about that uh, with Director Townsend and some of our guests here today. But we've been having a lot of ongoing conversations about how do we, again, uh, innovate and work uh, with our partners. There is power in partnering. And so uh, we have a few guests here today, but I don't want to steal Director Townsend's thunder. So I'd like to pass it off to him to get us going. Thank you, Samangale, and uh, thank you, Deputy Mayor. Always a pleasure to be with uh, colleagues and friends. Um, just a quick few updates from the uh, Mayor's Office of Nightlife and Culture. Uh, the Streetery Winter Ready Grant Program uh, is well underway. Mayor Bowser announced it on September 21st of this year, and we're about halfway through disbursement. Uh, 321 businesses have received uh, the $6,000 grant. For, uh, to help defray the cost of winterizing their outdoor spaces. So look out for, if you have applied and um, you have not received funding yet, uh, hopefully you are in contact with either the uh, Latino Economic Development Corporation or the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington uh, to submit your budget and submit uh, any outstanding uh, documents required to receive funding. Um, so let's talk about Halloween. Deputy Mayor, Halloween is this weekend. and we I'm already wanted... wearing my mask. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to make sure that uh, we reiterate the, the mayor's guidance that was submitted, that was issued uh, last week. And, and it's also just a reminder that it is on the coronavirus.dc.gov forward slash phase two uh, webpage. And you can find all of the guidance for Halloween and or uh, Dio de los Muertos uh, guidance. Next, uh, just want to remind everyone about testing, COVID testing. Uh, I actually participate in getting testing at the core sites quite often. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you need a test, uh, feel free to get a test, but then also stay home uh, and quarantine until, uh, until you receive your results. Um, but also if you've traveled outside of the district into any of the states that's listed on uh, the phase two guidance, uh, definitely you want to quarantine for at least 14 days. Uh, it's, I will note that it's probably uh, more convenient to register uh, before you arrive to one of the testing sites to make it quicker for you. So without further ado, let's get to the fun stuff. Um, I'm excited to have with us today uh, the founders of DMV Black Restaurant Week. Uh, DMV Black Restaurant Week is uh, November 8th through the 15th uh, of this year, so it's right around the corner. And we wanted to bring in uh, Dr. Aaron Tucker uh, and Farad Tate to highlight uh, DMV Black Restaurant Week. And we also have some additional friends with us as well. So I will pass it over to uh, Dr. Tucker and Farad Tate to, to let us know about uh, what you all have been doing over the past couple of months during the pandemic. And, which, uh, and talk about November. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us here. Uh, once again, my name is uh, Dr. Aaron Tucker, uh, co-founder of DMD Black Restaurant Week, along with my business partner, Farrar Tate, who is Hello. Zooming in uh, uh, today, um, as well as we have actually at part three, AJ Johnson. Uh, she's also our co-founder as well. Um, we started a few years ago because we saw that there was a need for a platform really designed to be able to showcase the talent um, of D.C. And what happened in, back in 2018 is that there were so many different stories that came out about, you know, where are the, where are the you know, black-owned restaurants, where is, where is the list, where are the managers, where are the owners. And we said, what do you mean, where are they? They're everywhere. Uh, but there was not a platform for them to really be able to showcase themselves. So because the three of us have a really a love for training, actually, in the hospitality space, education, uh, workforce development, uh, me in the classroom, as well as AJ in her classroom uh, in a restaurant, 
uh, so we were able to uh, decide to come up with this platform. And with that, uh, we ended up really creating our mission from there. And our mission really is uh, to be able to support and sustain uh, Black-owned businesses in the restaurant and food space. Uh, really through education and professional development. And then with that, uh, be able to also provide an authentic experience for, our, for, for the consumer. So we're able to do that in a variety of different spaces, one of those um, being, of course, this week. Uh, so thank you so much for having us. Tate? Yes, and when the community comes together around food, I mean, everybody enjoys it. So we want to really thank our city for really helping this platform to grow to where it is now, where we're supporting um, lots of caterers and lots of restaurants. And let's talk about this year's conference because this year, every year we do a conference, but this year is virtually open to everybody. And this year, the platform, and Dr. Tucker, please tell people how to register, is open for everybody. It is free for every restaurant, every caterer, anyone in the food space to participate because more than ever before, the power of collaboration is going to pull us together through the pandemic pie. So, Dr. Tucker, can you tell us? how we can register to participate and get more restaurants and more of our community activated in sustaining our industry, our restaurant industry. Absolutely. The reality is that um, our industry, of course, has really, really taken um, a huge, huge, uh, you know, both center stage, but as well as um, just, just a, really, a really tough time during, during this time. And uh, one of the things that we realized was that it was really through the collaborations that the, and relationships that we made uh, with uh, the city and with um, our partners that we were seeing that some uh, restaurants and some food service providers were really able to, to pivot during this time. And so the conference that we have, that we've always had because we have this love for education, is going to be a five-day virtual platform. It's going to be um, two hours beginning on Tuesday, November the 10th. You simply visit our website at dmvbrw.com to register for that and come and, and come on in and actually have uh, some really great conversation and dialogue from a variety of different uh, individuals in the space. That's really important because you as a caterer, we found that innovation through caterers uh, and connecting uh, back to restaurants. We found this innovation with our uh, travel and tourism partners. We found that there were actually such great innovative spaces that we were able to really get into so that we were able to continuously provide the resources to our restaurants. You want to know something about that? Let's go ahead and register. November uh, 10th is when it will begin through November 15th. And as a result of us coming together, you have caterer companies that are sustaining and pivoting into their next grab-and-go processes. You have restaurants who have also pivoted in understanding how that they could redirect their seating areas as well as stay in business. So together, through power collaboration, we're going to continue to support our restaurant industry here now and, and, and as we continue. So today, we're really lucky to have two of our participating restaurants also tell their story. So Dr. Tucker, one more time, how could everybody register to participate in this year's DMV Black Restaurant Week? Sure. Uh, our food and beverage and education conference uh, begins on Tuesday, November the 10th. Please visit dmvbrw.com. Follow us on social media as well as at dmvbrw. You can definitely register there. And most people, I think, Tate, want to know, like, where do we need to go? Like, where, like, I just want to eat. All right. I want to eat as well as listen to you uh, talk and give education. Guess what? You can do it at the same time. Go ahead and do a nice delivery and pick up and come on to the conference. And you see that there's, uh, we have a, a, only have one slide. So these are some of our businesses, uh, that you can, uh, contact, call, book, um, while, uh, while you are also taking, taking advantage of our conference. Yes, and so we understand that each person in our community is a part of this whole. And we need you to come out and spend money continuously with our restaurants. We want you to make that order. And, and really, let's dive into how, as a community, we have our church community supporting, we have our business community wrapping around with government agencies, uh, organizations like um, Martial Arts Community, uh, Dream Out Loud, the office of, of, of DIMPEG. I mean, everybody is just coming together to make sure our restaurants and, and this industry survive. So we are so grateful to be a part of this team. So, ready? Let's All right. 
Absolutely. So it's not about, you know, it's not about us. At the end of the day, it's about the restaurants. And so I would like to uh, introduce two, actually, of our restaurant partners who've been there since the beginning, right? Uh, as soon as we came out of the box, they understood. They understood the importance of being able to um, at least look at more engagement when it comes down to the city. And so I am going to, uh, I mean, you, you, you see their names and they can definitely introduce themselves. But Crystal Williams, the co-owner of Fishdale and Melvin Hines, owner of D City Smokehouse, um, well, you will hear it from the people that do this every day. So, Crystal, if you would uh, take it away. Excellent. Thank you so very much for this invitation. My name is Crystal Williams, and I am co-owner of Fishgill Restaurant that's here in Washington, D.C. at 637 Florida Avenue Northwest. I have the pleasure of co-owning the restaurant Fishgill with my brother, who is the executive chef, um, Henry Brandon Williams. And um, my brother has reimagined the concept of the burger as well as the cheesesteak. And we actually craft burgers and cheesesteaks out of well-caught sustainable fish. And your burgers and cheesesteaks can be complemented with our house-made organic condiments as well as some of our um, different pairings. And so we are very excited to participate um, in Black Restaurant Week. We, um, as Dr. Tucker had mentioned, have been um, a participant since the, the very beginning. We felt that it was very important to help to promote and highlight the talent of um, black and brown cultures. And we also wanted to really just support our culture and our heritage. And so that was one of the reasons why we are participating in Black Restaurant Week. However, it has been a great educational opportunity for us. My background is I'm actually a, a clinical pharmacist and um, I was also an educator, so I definitely value education. And this, the educational sessions and the um, per, professional development that has come out of Restaurant Week and has just been amazing. And um, so those are a couple of the reasons as to why we participate. The exposure has been phenomenal. Fish Scale is three years old. We just celebrated three years um, this past September. And so we're kind of new kids on the block. We're babies to the, the industry and the food space. And so it's just been really helpful to connect with the Black Restaurant Week for education, networking, as well as um, exposure. All right, I'll introduce myself. Yes, uh, my name is I am the owner of uh, Southeast Restaurant Group. Uh, as it was mentioned before, uh, we have participated uh, in Black Restaurant Week uh, since its beginning. It's uh, our second the the, uh, the statements that we just made. It's been a great success. Uh, we see a noticeable uh, increase in sales uh, simply by participating. Uh, I've made some uh, some great collaborations with others that we've met through uh, both just being on the list as well as participating in the uh, in the learning sessions. So it's been great, um, and I look forward to participating again. Uh, Crystal hit a very good point. Just being a part of the culture, uh, there were many people that didn't quite know that our restaurant was a black-owned restaurant, uh, but the fact is. Um, about participating, it got a little more exposure. Uh, but just a little bit about us, uh, Southeast Restaurant Group, uh, we were established, uh, we've been around since uh, April 2011, uh, but we're a full service uh, food provider. We have uh, multiple levels at this point, uh, Revive Events and Catering is a full service catering operation, uh, D-City Smokehouse, uh, barbecue, uh, award-winning barbecue uh, restaurant uh, that's been around since 2013, uh, and Wicked Bloom uh, Social Club. Uh, next slide. Um, as far as Revive, uh, you know, trying to pivot towards uh, this new world, uh, Revive Events and Catering has uh, implemented uh, several different uh, ways of, of serving sort of what this new world looks like, uh, more intimate crowds, individual meals. Uh, we're not doing the large parties uh, like we used to, but uh, there is still a need for uh, our services. So we're starting to see a little more energy uh, around that. 
over these last couple of weeks and, and, and starting to plan things going into the future. Uh, D-City Smokehouse, uh, that is our uh, this fast casual barbecue uh, uh, restaurant that's located at 203 Florida Avenue. Uh, again, we started uh, in October 2013, so we feel pretty good uh, about the, the fact that we've maintained and grown uh, since 2013. And in fact, uh, with uh, 2020 and everything that's been going on, we've actually seen, uh, we've actually had some, some positive success overall. Uh, but then the, the downside is Wicked Bloom. Wicked Bloom Social Club, uh, we existed at Florida North Capitol Street for about four, uh, actually five years now. Uh, but unfortunately, because of uh, the, the COVID restrictions, because of uh, the current conditions, uh, we're just not able to uh, continue operating. Uh, but we are looking at a new location in the Shaw neighborhood. So we anticipate uh, still being in the neighborhood, being a part of the community. Um, so just in closing, uh, again, my name is Melvin Hines. Uh, I, you know, please visit, visit us at any time and any of our on, you know, through the digital means. Uh, but also you can come out and see us at 203 Florida Avenue. Um, and I look forward to Black Restaurant Week participating going forward. Thank you. Yes, thank you both. And please, I want people to know that it, it is a struggle to operate and, and grow a restaurant, even in good times. And so this is the time for us as a community to come together to keep our businesses alive because not only do they provide you an, an excellent meal, they also begin to be a link to our culture through food. And food will connect our community together like nothing else. I mean, music is good. But sitting down and having a plate of food and, and having conversation, even, even though we're doing it, you know, virtually, we want to make sure that we continue to feed our community what it needs to grow. So I want to thank the two of you for, for coming on. But I also would like to have Dr. Tucker talk about all of our partners because Black Restaurant Week, we don't do it by ourselves. We are so fortunate to link up with so many organizations, government, RAMW, um, a private organization, to make sure that we give our restaurants what they need. Dr. Tucker? Absolutely, thank you so much. Um, so, I mean, our, our partners are you, our partners are our community, but we cannot not take the time to really look toward um, the, uh, so much that the city has done, uh, really in just getting our message out, uh, Mayor's Office of African American Affairs, Zimpet, um, uh, DCRA, um, you know, really also looking, and most people don't think about this in innovation, um, is Destination D.C. So Destination D.C. actually really came through um, in our second year and said, you know, we had people that came to our site looking for it, looking for it, Black Restaurant Week. And um, they obviously are engaged with the community, but to be able to be an organization that both attracts uh, business but, and, and events, but also conventions, but also be uh, a citizen, a good citizen of, 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 the, of the area. Um, it's very powerful. And so to have that partnership is definitely something that um, really kind of extended us into a much more creative space so that during this time of having to really pivot, we didn't pivot as much as we wanted to really reach out more um, and work collaboratively. Um, Washington, D.C. Economic Partnership, I mean, we were actually a WeDC ambassador um, last year, two years ago, well, last year. And uh, that's been um, just a phenomenal. We want to be the ambassadors. We want to make sure that all the restaurants that are signed up are ambassadors as well uh, for when, when individuals are coming in really looking for that um, avenue. Um, so we were that we DC um, ambassador. Tate was Tate represented represented us with that. Um, Dreaming out loud with Dreaming out loud. The partnership with Dreaming out loud is, is just uh, a phenomenal, I think, um, example of just organically coming together. Um, the uh, Dreaming out loud is actually their focus is on really sort of kind of the urban farming space, but they also actually do uh, continuing education for caterers specifically. And so every, they have a group of, and a cohort um, of caterers that actually come in and really learn those business skills. And to have that uh, partnership is so, is so important. As well as our church community, Metropolitan AME um, Church has not only opened the door to allow me as a chef to have kitchen, kitchen space when I needed it, but it has even gone beyond and has provided space for Pinky and some other caterers, as well as providing food for our community through uh, a relationship with World Central Kitchen. So again, uh, Dream Out Loud, all of these organizations are working together. And when we do that, we are not only able to sustain our businesses, we're also able to feed our community. So we want the participant, we want the, our residents of DC to know 
that every meal, every time you decide to choose an African-American-owned restaurant, you are, your meal is impacting an ecosystem, a community, your community. And because of that, we not only keep our businesses alive, we also create a platform for new businesses to be born and sustained. And every time that you make that decision, you are impacting your community in such an amazing way. And we want you to know we thank you so much for this. So let's kind of open up. Is there any questions? Absolutely. So uh, the first question for uh, Farad and Dr. Tucker. So which one on the list is your favorite restaurant? <laughs> oh, boy. Absolutely. You know, and that's the great thing um, about our about our list. I mean, you definitely know, uh, you know, you know, they're all good and they all serve different purposes. All right. So, uh, so, so my coffee and it's going to be a little different than uh, than my dinner, but but uh, but absolutely all of them. I, I like that. That's a, that's a great answer. Uh, I have had uh, both of our guests here uh, have been to their establishment. Um, underneath my mask, I was licking my lips thinking about barbecue and a, and a fish tea steak. Uh, I've had both uh, from your establishment. Now, touch us a little bit sort of like specifically as you thought about this as we were in the time of COVID. How did you pivot or how did you kind of change just the whole concept of the week? Obviously, the conference is online, is virtual, uh, but what? how did you sort of approach that? Absolutely. And Dr. Hey, Tucker, um, go ahead Dr. and get us started. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dr. Tucker, no, I'm going to ask you if you can go ahead and follow, follow this. One of the things that we are doing is, is collaborating even today with DCRA and helping them. Um, so, again, Dr. Tucker, I would like you to go ahead and finish that, and I just want to thank everybody for this opportunity. So go ahead, Dr. Tucker. Let's rock. Let's answer that wonderful Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kate. Um, so when this time frame came, we actually got exceptionally busy. We actually received um, a lot of different phone calls about um, areas such as, uh, you know, uh, you know, questions about leases, questions about, um, you know, where, you know, where can they turn to for resources. Uh, we had individuals from the from the city even contacting us to find out how our restaurants were. And so we were able to really be able to contact not just the restaurants, but also really provide a lot of resources um, during this time. We ended up finding out what was really interesting is that while March and April, we definitely slowed, we, restaurants overall slowed down. But it was interesting, the neighborhood restaurants um, actually really started to come out and, you know, really contact us and realize that they actually had more business. Um, and But they didn't have, like, their technology set up. So we ended up um, working with a company called Restaurant Blueprint that does mobile texting. And so we were able to kind of connect them um, with that. We also did or connected them with uh, Culture Coffee, too. Um, and Ms. V, she said, I, look, let me, I want to, we, we need to do something during this, during this time frame. And so she was really open to trying something different. So that ability to have that technology, the access and equity when it comes down to that technology, we saw immediately um, as an organization. So we kind of set up a little bit in, one, in, in that area. Um, and then we also realized that some of our some of our partners and some of our restaurants were really interested in maybe in, in actually doing kind of t uh, to takeout. Um, so we have a good amount of takeouts, but once again, we have a great amount of caterers. So we had to really, really uh, kick into into gear um, the prepackaged meal, the fast casual meal, even at a particular coffee shop. So it kind of it allowed us to really be able to. Um, and if we have to think on our feet and, and be creative and innovative, but we did that because we had this relationship already for the last few years of really what our of what our partners were really looking for. That's awesome. Hey, Dr. Tucker, so I had another question, but before I ask that, I did for you, Crystal, number one, I just want to say congratulations on three years. Thank you. So that is absolutely phenomenal and outstanding. So congrats to you and, and Fishkill and your brother. Um, and for you, Dr. Tucker, uh, similar to the deputy mayor, I'm already hungry. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I, when you said follow, I was like, okay, let me get on Instagram and <laughs> let me make sure I'm on the mailing list and all of that because uh, it's always exciting to get uh, to be introduced to other you know businesses that are out there. So that's always sure. exciting. But I guess I was wondering, could you give us a little bit of a sneak peek of some of the the classes or the sessions that might take place during the week that. Uh, these businesses, these entrepreneurs might uh, will have an opportunity to to consume and learn. Absolutely, uh, such a great question. 
Um, we, during our five-day uh, virtual conference, we're going to have panels that range everything from what we call lunch and learns. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're ever interested in wanting to understand regulation and opening um, a wine or beverage uh, or uh, company, guess what? AJ is going to be teaching that. Our lunch and learns are going to be hands-on workshops that actually teach this avenue and area. Um, then we have our conversations and collaborations, which is about now that you sort of have this information, what then do you do afterwards? How do you kind of place this into a much larger uh, discussion and area? And so with that, um, we have a panel on food and tech, which is not necessarily always something that comes uh, close to mind, but being able to understand really the importance of not just tech, but also how organizations such as Happy um, app, how are they looking at it, uh, uh, the relationships that they have with restaurants, and how you can be able to really kind of begin to start having those collaborations, not to be intimidated by tech um, at all. We want to open up that conversation. We also have um, a series of different discussions on what's called protecting the culture. Um, and there's a large discussion on how can we work with small businesses but also be allies. So we're going to have a really great conversation about that and kind of talk about some of the ally relationships that we have. Uh, we've been great partners with um, Eaton DC, the Allegory. Uh, we've been exceptional partners with them to be able to uh, introduce and kind of protect the culture while also making sure that everybody, once again, is, 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 is actually having a great experience. Uh, we're going to have that. We'll always have conversation about finance, um, intergenerational wealth. So um, definitely Melvin Hines has, was, was our first that actually led. She'll come out first year because he gave you the whole story, right? Not the 15-minute version, but, uh, but also last year. Uh, to be able to talk about sort of those avenues. So we're going to have definitely that on finance and and, and access. Um, And then also just how you can actually collaborate, thinking about your your restaurant from a different approach, thinking about your food service service from a different approach, Um, even thinking about how do we go back and kind of collaborate with the venues that are already around us. Um, so if it so if it comes down to where our commercial kitchen space is, and it might have to be um, looking at uh, it from a, from a, from our church's perspective, or if it has to do how can I uh, increase kind of my my mobile sort of platform, and having those discussions is very very important. So that's just kind of a snip, sneak sneak a snippet of uh, of what we'll be uh, discussing uh, this year. That was a big snippet right there. <laughs> that was like a snap. Well, I want to make sure, too, that we uh, save some time. We do have some uh, folks listening on the phone. We have some folks uh, watching on Channel 16 and, of course, on uh, our live streams, like on Facebook. Uh, so I'll make sure if you're listening on the phone and you want to ask a question, uh, you can press zero, uh, and that'll help you get into the queue. Uh, or uh, if you're on uh, social, uh, you can go into the, uh, the stream and uh, type a question or use the hashtag DC Hope. Uh, but Melvin, I saw you kind of sit up when we talked about the pivot uh, and you thought about COVID. I think one of the things to get people to come out and come back to the restaurants, we have to show them how it's safe. So tell us about your pivots and how you've really emphasized safety. Sure. Um... Uh, our pivot uh, really was ongoing. I think it's still going on today. Uh, but the fact is, you know, first couple of weeks of March, things were a little unknown, uh, you know, still are. But the fact is, and early on, we just didn't quite know what we were doing, uh, what we needed to do. Uh, but by following the CDC guidelines, following the instructions that the city has given out, uh, making sure that we're keeping our customers safe as well as my staff safe on an ongoing basis. Uh, we really uh, focused on the exterior of our space. We had a uh, our location. We have a nice little outside deck with some tables. We spread those tables out. Uh, we were able to, you know, really take advantage of the warm weather uh, by having, uh, number one, checking our, our uh, staff on a daily basis, uh, temperature checks upon coming in, uh, keeping our customers a certain distance away, everybody wearing masks uh, throughout uh, throughout the operation. Uh, so just really trying to utilize the, the steps that have been laid out for us, uh, but also you know trying to utilize some of these grants. Uh, the uh, Restaurant Association of D.C. has been very good. Uh, DEMPED has been very good in helping us really uh, kind of set up our space uh, for success. Uh, so we've been able to... Uh, work on that. We've been able to, uh, you know, just really try to think for the future. Uh, but at the, throughout all of this, our main goal has been to be more of a bedrock for the community as well as our customers. Uh, we maintain the same hours. 
we maintain the same menu throughout all of this, which has been, you know, somewhat difficult just with some of the vendors and, and whatnot, but it's been uh, a good success overall. Absolutely. And Crystal, you want to talk about your pivot and how you guys have gotten situated uh, for operating during the pandemic? Yes. Um, so likewise, we've been following the CDC guidelines, the um, guidance that's come from the mayor's office, as well as from the restaurant association. Um, everyone is required to wear masks. We do temperature checks of our employees. Um, and if anyone is going to be in the restaurant for an extended period of time, we're also doing temperature checks on them. Hand washing multiple times a day, cleaning down surfaces, surf surfaces multiple times a day are some of the um, things that we have um, instituted. We also have a lot of touchless um, technology for making payments and ordering online as well as um, touchless like hand sanitizer and hand washing stations. We are definitely requiring individuals to wear masks, to stay six feet apart. Some of the pivots that we have done is um, initially Fish Scale was set up pretty much for dine-in and takeout. And everything was pretty much counter service. Um, so we have pivoted in the fact that we have started online um, ordering. We've um, partnered with a couple of third-party um, delivery services. And we have also, because a lot of our customers, um, believe it or not, kind of travel into the Shaw area. And so we have um, several customers that live outside of the delivery area for um, our third-party delivery services. So we actually started our own delivery service going out into like PG County and Montgomery County and various parts of DC that may not be reached by our third-party delivery services. We also partnered with a new delivery service that's within the neighborhood called um, TogoGo. And um, they have been great with helping us to really kind of get more of a, a neighborhood connection. And um, we have, like Melvin's group, we've maintained our same men menu. We've actually added a couple of items um, onto our menu, being the, the newest signature item, which is our cheesesteak. We have um, a very small menu to begin with, but it has been definitely beneficial, I think, to the, the community and our customers to maintain our same, our same menu. And we have increased our catering um, services as well. So those are primarily some of the, the pivots that we've made to, one, remain successful, but to, two, to be there for the community. Because we thought that it was very important COVID-19 basically took everyone for a hit, turned lives upside down, and we wanted to try to provide as much normalcy as possible while maintaining the health of ourselves, our employees, and our customers and our community. And so how did you uh, approach, you talked about the extra, the added delivery, so how did you approach like setting up your own delivery service? I think it's a good, you know, model for people to talk about. So. Tell us a little bit more about how you approach that. Yeah, so we, um, first and foremost, we thought about, luckily we had um, contact information for individuals that traveled from, I'll say, afar, for a black, lack of a better word. Um, and then we also had family members and friends, church members, and several elderly individuals who we knew did not have um, access to food, access to fish scale. And so we, um, we've just utilized, because um, we're a family-owned restaurant, so we've utilized family members to assist us with the delivery. And basically, we've just reached out to different areas and, and neighborhoods. And, um, you know, certain days of the week will be in certain areas. And so we just reach out to those individuals, and they will then tell their neighbors, family, and friends, and so the, the service has developed, um, it, it's developed and it's been successful and that's been nice. Absolutely. And then for uh, Melvin, 
how have you kind of approached dealing with either the third party uh, services, uh, doing your, I know you have your own catering, but for the, the restaurant, how have you sort of approached that as well? Uh, well, we were actually, uh, we had the benefit uh, D-City Smokehouse uh, in our previous location. We were more or less a carry out in the first place. So uh, that's really what our roots are, you know, that on the go, pick up and go. Uh, but we did utilize, uh, I think, two different services, three different services over the last two or three years. We definitely saw that pick up, uh, you know, come March, April, and it's been sustained ever since. Uh, we have, uh, it's, it's been uh, pretty nice. Uh, but we are looking for more of a local uh, delivery, uh, setting up our own uh, services. So that's the uh, conversation I'm going to have upon uh, con conclusion today to see if uh, we potentially could collaborate in some kind of way because we are still looking at, at ways to do that. Yeah, and uh, learning more about the DC to go go myself, mm -hmm. how, what's been your experience with it and uh, do you think that model is something? I just heard about it. Yeah. And I, it's been kind of bubbling up, but I haven't okay. really investigated. But again, that was a conversation I was going to have if you want to share. Yeah, so um, to go go. It started out as a, um, a online ordering service for individuals who lived in kind of like the Shaw area, um, and they started off with just ordering online and coming into the restaurant and picking up your order. They have now branched out to a where they're providing a delivery service. Um, they have been great. Their their rates have been wonderful. They have done a great job with helping to promote restaurants. Um, they're very active on social media. They themselves, the, um, the owners and the curators of Togogo, are in the, the food space themselves. Um, so it's, it's just been a wonderful collaboration. Definitely. And again, it, it's really helped us to branch out and, and reach more of those individuals that are right there in the community, those that, you know, could walk down to the restaurant. And uh, Dr. Tucker, that's actually the theme, collaboration is the theme of this restaurant week, uh, this upcoming restaurant week. How did you come up with that theme? I think we have examples right in front of us. Uh, <laughs> but how did you come up with that theme of the power of collaboration? Absolutely. We know that um, it's the only thing that we have been able to use when we started. I mean, that was that was really where we found um, where our where our niche really was. It was in that area of being able to bring together uh, different stakeholders and organizations and, and, and you know individuals and businesses um, that really shared a common purpose. And uh, with that, we you know came together and actually created that particular model. We had a lot of um, businesses that, when even when they just saw the word restaurant, we, they kind of turned it off and said, no, no, you know, we don't do prefix menus. And so we went back very quickly and said, you know what, let's do this. Let's do this right. We know that our market, I mean, there's, I think, according to, I think, Washington, uh, D.C. Economic Partnerships, so, uh, 2,000 restaurants um, just in, in D.C. So I think that the thought process a lot of times is that it's, it's, it's just that particular model where it was like, wait a minute, no, our to-go um, our takeout, our, you know, our coffee shops. I mean, this is now trying to do something like this in 2018 and then beyond. It's like, no, as long as you're going to serve food, you can, you can pretty much be a part of this, um, as well as our caterers. So with that, um, you know, there was that immediate, I think, first collaboration uh, was with actually Washington Informer. It was not actually with a food company, but once again, an organization and a stakeholder within the, within the city that understood our mission of what we were doing. And it was from that that ended up blossoming um, into, um, into relationships throughout the city that, that, that were in a lot of areas. And where we found ourselves in the last two years is to be able to, one, tell the stories of the restaurant owners, but even more importantly, have some really great conversation in the area of urban farming, small business development, uh, and resources. Um, I mean, so many spaces, uh, sustainability, um, food policy, uh, uh, food deserts. I mean, it just it goes on and on and on. And so with that, we said we were going to continue to make sure that we have those avenues and areas. And then even most notably, a lot of people don't even know this about us. Our first event that we did after the uh, first BNB Black Restaurant Week was actually with uh, Metropolitan Police. We actually had a, 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 an event where we sat down with owners and really talked about what are some of the needs uh, that, that a restaurant owners after a certain period of time, um, you, know, uh, you know, at night. What, you know, what are the resources that are needed and had 
really constructive conversation. And I think that that is what, it's, it's just something that that collaboration has threaded that, you know, was really our kind of sauce in it. So we said, let's go ahead and make it our theme uh, for this year. You know what, Dr. Tucker, I think what's exciting about that, and I, I'll speak for the Deputy Mayor and Director Townsend, is that it's just exciting to be a part, the city to be a part of a sponsor of something like this, just listening to the examples of collaborations that you've had in the past leading up to now uh, is really empowering. And to hear how uh, these, these, uh, the sessions, the events that take place around food, also empowering entrepreneurs as well in this space, whether you are a restaurateur, whether you are a chef or a caterer or, or, or any of those things, that there's an opportunity uh, to learn. And so you've created these learning groups, these learning communities, you know, that continue to feed each other. And so I think that's really exciting. And so I guess my question for you now is, are, what, what is on the horizon? What other interesting collaborations uh, are, are taking place beyond this Black Restaurant Week. What, what else are we to, to see in the, in the near future, if you can share? <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, we're going to continue our uh, storytelling through, through food, uh, where we'll actually go and begin to talk, uh, actually use our platform to actually talk, uh, talk to the different owners um, of, of, of the restaurants and kind of get their story to get their, um, really their journey. I think that's kind of our one area. We're looking to continuously uh, build our relationships and collaborations uh, with uh, Washington, with Washington Gas, who has come on board uh, to really be able and, and really kind of look at uh, when we when we sat down with them, it was let's collaborate. And when we have these conversations, it's just not about well, I mean, of course we get our gas from Washington Gas, <laughs> but it's all of these services that they have that no one even knows about. Um, that we need to get that information um, down to, 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 our, to our, uh, our partners. And so that is um, something that we're going to kind of massage even throughout the year to be able to deliver um, the services for many of our stakeholders that just people just don't know and be that conduit for them throughout, the, throughout 21. And uh, Melvin, we got a question from social media. Uh, it's actually, I guess, a business idea for you too. Do you, uh, do you have in the catering business uh, where a chef goes into people's homes to prepare uh, meals? I think that's something that people have started to uh, take advantage of uh, during the pandemic as sort of a safer way to get that restaurant-quality food. Uh, we don't necessarily do the chefs in the home, but, you know, all services are available. Uh, we, we can discuss <laughs> it. Uh, but what we do, what we have done uh, for these, you know, for these times is uh, do more of the individual meals do uh, uh, set them up so that even if you are having, you know, your six or seven people outdoors, we are, we are still able to uh, provide an a individually uh, presented meal. Uh, also, when uh, for events where there may be multiple locations, uh, you're doing things virtually, uh, we are doing drop-offs so that it's a simultaneous, you know, during a certain window, doing a drop-off at the same time so that they can have the food experience as part of the meeting experience as well. And I think uh, one of the things, we got another question. Somebody asked, uh, sorry I'm laughing because I'm thinking I have to make a plan for this as well, but uh, Thanksgiving, are yeah. you, uh, how are you approaching Thanksgiving? Because a lot of people won't be traveling to their, uh, you know, their family uh, dinner. Are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? Yeah, this is uh, something we've done uh, for the last few years is uh, a turkey, a full turkey meal. Uh, we, with all the offerings, uh, but it's so timely because we, I was spending so much time today with my team. We're going to have a rollout uh, beginning November 1st uh, where you can get anywhere from a 10 to 15-pound turkey and all the sides that go along with it. We can present a full meal for if it's just a couple people on up to larger size for the family. Crystal, have you guys thought about that for uh, Thanksgiving holiday? We, we have. Um, we our specialty is fish and seafood, but we've thought about doing like grilled stuffed fish um, as an option for people to kind of pre-order. And um, we haven't quite talked about the sides yet, but I know that that was um, a discuss discussions that we were going to be having. Yep. Well, this uh, whole conversation keeps making me more and more hungry. <laughs> uh, but I know uh, Director Townsend's with us. He's been working a lot on the uh, the uh, Winter Ready Grant Program. Uh, but also, uh, we've had some questions since the last time we were together about uh, where we are with uh, you know 
heaters and things like that. So, Director Townsend, do you want to give the latest on uh, that uh, information? Absolutely. So, um, thankful to our, um, our, our partners in identifying uh, some patio heaters. We know that that's been a, a hot item that um, that has been sold out in a lot of places. Uh, the downtown D.C. bid, as well as the Restaurant Association, uh, has partnered to purchase a bulk order of patio heaters, and I believe uh, the first shipment was received uh, last weekend, and they have started to distribute uh, heaters. Um, and for more information on, or if you actually need a heater, uh, I, I would encourage you to go to the Restaurant Association's uh, website, and they have a survey on there where you can input your restaurant information, uh, and they will be contacting you as heaters become available. Uh, additionally, on the coronavirus.dc.gov forward slash recovery hyphen business page, you can find a number of um, documents there that we have provided that gives you um, guidance on tent permitting and propane permitting. Uh, for fuel-fired heaters, as well as uh, electrical heaters. Uh, we have waived those permit fees for tents and heaters. Uh, thankful to our partners at DDOT, uh, DCRA, and the Fire Marshal's Office over at FEMS uh, for collaborating to uh, consolidate that permitting process into one location. Uh, so you will go to DDOT's TOPS system to apply for both permits and uh, the turnaround time is expected at three business days. Unless there are additional questions, we're looking to get those permits turned around uh, rather quickly. Thank you, Deputy Mayor. Looks like I'll be ordering brisket, and you can <laughs> order the cheesesteaks, and we can get it to go-go. <laughs> uh, no, uh, absolutely. And so just for uh, folks just to be really clear about this, uh, the heaters, because I think there are still uh, operators who are looking for that. So how do, uh, just to be clear, how do people get more information about the availability, uh, the available uh, heaters or the heaters that you're making available? So the first thing, thank you, thank you, good question. The first thing, uh, you can also always email uh, nightlife at dc.gov uh, and we can connect you to the Restaurant Association or the downtown DC bid. Um, the second option is to go directly to the Restaurant Association's website where they have a survey on their page that you can input your information uh, for your business. And as the heaters become available over the next couple of weeks, because there are multiple shipments that have been, there are multiple purchases of bulk heaters that have been made, uh, as, that, as those heaters become available, uh, you will be contacted on a first-come, first-serve basis. So it's, uh, think of it as sort of another avenue because I know people are having trouble getting their hands on the heaters. So um, just think of this as another avenue. Is that right? That's correct. Great. Um, well, we're uh, running short on time, so I want to make sure that we uh, leave a, a few moments for uh, some parting thoughts from our panelists. So I'll go first uh, to Dr. Tucker uh, just to give us kind of the parting thoughts. And uh, one more time, I think you're going to give that website as well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> The third annual DMV Black Restaurant Week takes place November 8th through the 15th, 2020. You can visit us at our website at dmvbrw.com as well as our social media at dmvbrw. Uh, we thank you for the opportunity and more importantly, culture, education, and good food is what sustains us but collaboration is what is going to uh, keep us rolling even during the times where we don't necessarily see our next step. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And Melvin? I would just like to say thank you uh, for inviting me to uh, participate today. Uh, the city, and I mentioned this to Smogley earlier, but the city has really been uh, supportive throughout this process. Uh, Black Restaurant Week, uh, the Restaurant Association of D.C., uh, all of you guys have really been helpful. I mean, can't solve all the problems, but it, it has been helpful. Having this type of dialogue helps me feel a little better about the future. Um, but I ask everybody, please come visit us, uh, D-City Smokehouse, uh, dcitysmokehouse.com. We're located at 203 Florida Avenue, uh, as well as Revive Events, uh, dc, uh, dot com. 
come see us. Uh, if you ever need uh, any services, uh, we'd be glad to work with you. And uh, we're looking forward to the holidays. Uh, you, you may not have uh, may have had them all, the fried turkeys, but the smoked turkey takes the cake. So the come smoked see turkey us, is uh, amazing. <laughs> I agree. I've had that turkey yes, for yes. Thanksgiving. It was awesome. Absolutely. Crystal? Yes. Again, thank you so very much for this opportunity. It has been great. I love the partnerships. I love the collaboration. Um, I'd love to see us just uplifting um, each other and being supportive of each other. Um, the city, I think, has done an amazing job with helping restaurants pivot during COVID-19. So again, thank you, Deputy Mayor and your entire team, Cook and Townsend. Um, very grateful to Black Restaurant Week. It has been, uh, it's been a, a thread in the community for the past three years. It has really helped um, our restaurant survive. And so we are looking forward to seeing you during Black Restaurant Week and beyond at Fish Scale. Again, we're located at 637 Florida Avenue in um, the Shaw Howard University area. And you can find us at our webpage is www.wearefishscale.com. And our Instagram handle is <laughs> at wearefishscale, W-E-A-R-E, fishscale. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Director Townsend, and could you highlight, too, I know you talked about uh, testing earlier, uh, but could you just highlight who's eligible for that? Because I, I know we've gotten that question. Uh, repeatedly, and especially in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so um, restaurant workers are definitely um, eligible for testing. Uh, we've gotten, in fact, just today, uh, got a, a question regarding if an employee uh, who works at a restaurant, um, you know, they were looking for a place to get tested. Um, so, yes, we're definitely encouraging uh, all of our restaurant, uh, our nightlife employees to um, and operators uh, to, to get tested at any of the locations that you see up on the screen. Any other parting thoughts? That's it. Thank you. I, I appreciate uh, all of the work that um, Black Restaurant Week has been doing. Uh, I will note that um, my first time meeting them was one of my first uh, events going to was the Restaurant Association Holiday Party. Uh, and the very next event was the MPD collaboration uh, meeting at the Lion Hotel. So um, throughout uh, my tenure in this position, uh, they have been uh, just as active uh, as I as I have been, uh, and I see them all the time. So I uh, just want to commend you all on the work that you're doing uh, and the the way you've been able to shift uh, to go virtual and and still provide uh, be a liaison to to, to businesses, excuse me, uh, and also to um, to Melvin and Crystal. Uh, for the way that you all have continued to adapt. Uh, we know it's not uh, easy. It's definitely uh, trying times for all of our businesses here. But as Deputy Mayor always says, we're all in this together. Thank you. And Sabangwe. I have nothing. No. <laughs> I think everybody uh, said it and, and, and summed it up. I think this is a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, town hall today to talk about collaboration and I think through all of these conversations, it was very clear that there are lots of different synergies and conversations that have ha that have ha that have happened, uh, ideas, uh, and uh, through this work, this is exactly how we are going to get through this together. Um, and so it's just exciting to, to participate and be a part. And so we thank you guys for being our guests today, and obviously all of our agency partners. As you've heard, even internally, there's a lot of collaboration. Uh, around making these things happen. And so none of this happens within uh, silos. So it's just exciting to be able to demonstrate that as we have these conversations and share with the public what we're doing uh, along with our partners and stakeholders here. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Svangle. And couldn't agree more that uh, the reason we have these uh, weekly check-ins is so that we provide some new ideas uh, to uh, our viewers, but also that we learn from uh, one another as well. I know that Mayor Bowser likes that uh, we hear directly from people uh, through this interaction uh, and that we get out uh, those good ideas because, as already has been discussed, uh, we're all in this together. Uh, so next week we'll actually take a bit of a break. Uh, it is uh, uh, November 3rd is Election Day. Uh, as you probably know, 
Uh, it's also a good time to remind you that uh, early vote centers are open around the District of Columbia. Uh, so check dcboe.org to find uh, your closest uh, vote center, and you can vote at any vote center uh, across the uh, city. So be sure to uh, vote early if you have the opportunity. Uh, like I said, we won't be here on November 3rd, but we'll be back on November 10th, uh, which is in the heart of uh, Black uh, Restaurant Week. Uh, so I think uh, Director Townsend is going to make sure that we have actually a catered uh, town hall um, and that we do it uh, from uh, one of the participating restaurants or maybe a couple of them. Uh, but really just want to thank uh, you all for being with us. Uh, make sure that uh, you start making your reservations, make your plans uh, first to vote, and then to go to Black Restaurant Week. Uh, so thank you all for being here. Be sure to check out coronavirus.dc.gov for all the latest information about the D.C. COVID alert notification and also all of our testing sites uh, and the schedule for that. So all that can be found at coronavirus.dc.gov. Thanks so much for watching today and be safe.